Hello and welcome to the next episode of the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. Today's episode is entitled Marriage Matters and we are reading from Matthew chapter 19 and verses 1 to 12. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you for the relationship that we have with you. You are our Father. Jesus is our Saviour and our Lord. The Holy Spirit is our transforming friend. We worship you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, one God. And we pray that you will be with us and that you would speak to us now. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Matthew chapter 19 and beginning at verse 1. When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went into the region of Judea to the other side of the Jordan. Large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. Some Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. But it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. The disciples said to him, If this is the situation between a husband and wife, it's better not to marry. Jesus replied, Not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others, and there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. Well, these are tricky verses and they are in some aspects not the easiest to understand and apply. And they're potentially pastorally difficult. But as we do engage with them, we see that there is crucial teaching for us, countercultural and challenging for sure, but wonderful and liberating. 
just going to plunge in and say a few things about these verses. Verses 4 to 6, first of all. Here we see that marriage is between a man and a woman, and that marriage is a one-flesh union. And that doesn't mean that the couple lose something in terms of personhood or individuality, but there is a true union which takes place. When I conduct marriages, and this is pre-COVID, when we come to the words in the marriage service, therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. The couple are holding hands and I take their hands and I lift them up so that people can see. The marriage bond is a sacred one and we need to honour it before God. Then we move on to verses 7 and 9. And I want to say that this doesn't mean that divorce is wrong in every circumstance. When there is domestic abuse, for example, the covenant of marriage is broken and the woman, or it might possibly be a man, is free to leave. I've recently read a, a very good article by Helen Painter from Bristol Baptist College where she collects up some of the Bible's teaching about divorce and about marriage. If you want to email me, then I can scan and send you a copy of the article. But one of the things that Helen says reflecting these verses is that we very easily treat the marriage bond lightly. Absolutely, divorce is not wrong in every circumstance, and Jesus says that plainly here. But faithfulness matters and marriage matters. And in an era where divorce can happen very quickly and very easily, God encourages us as Christians to be different and to prize marriage. And then finally, singleness is honourable. We see that in the verses at the very end of our reading. And here there is a challenge, perhaps particularly to churches that might identify as evangelical, gospel churches, churches that are Protestant. Because I think in Catholic contemplative traditions, singleness is usually prized more. I don't believe, and you won't be surprised to hear me saying this, that those who are ministers with an uppercase M should necessarily be unmarried. That has been the Roman Catholic teaching. It's not the Protestant teaching, and I'm very glad to align myself as a Protestant in this respect. But singleness should be prized among us. And Jesus here clearly teaches that for those who can accept it, being single is an honourable and a wonderful way of living. And so whether we are married or whether we are not, we are honoured to honour the situation that we are in. We are to live for God within that and we are to support one another. And so, again, this teaching is profoundly countercultural, but it is liberating. May we as Christians live differently.
and may we live differently in our personal relationships. As we come to God in prayer now, I want to pray through some of the lessons in these verses. Lord, first of all, we lift before you the institution of marriage. And in an era where marriage is being redefined by some, we affirm the biblical teaching and we thank you that you call men and women to commit to one another in an exclusive relationship, in a loving relationship. We praise you for this wonderful imagery of one flesh taken from Genesis and affirmed by Jesus himself here. Indeed, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And so, Lord, we pray for marriages. We pray for Christian marriages. We pray that those that are good would become better and that those that are struggling where it is appropriate, that they would seek the help that they need so that damage can be repaired, so that forgiveness can be given and received and couples can stay together and flourish together. Lord, we recognise here the teaching on divorce and we pray for those for whom there has been marital breakdown and there may have been divorce. Lord, we thank you that you forgive us, that you cleanse us from all sin and shame and we recognise that there are situations where it is right for a marriage to end. We lift before you especially today all of those who have suffered domestic abuse. And we pray for healing. We pray for justice. Especially in this time of pandemic where people have been locked down together. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering domestic abuse. We pray against it in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you that in these verses, Jesus affirms not just marriage, but singleness. For those who are single and who would like to be married, we pray. For those who are single and who have been widowed, we lift them before you. And for those who are single out of choice, we pray for your sustaining power and strength. Whatever situation in life that we're in, for its struggles we turn to you, and for its joys we want to press into all that you have for us. Thank you for your profoundly countercultural and liberating teaching, Lord Jesus. Help us to follow it, even as we follow you yourself. We ask it in your name. Amen. <laughs>